The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. live from wildfire sports studios for nbc sports philadelphia welcome to the fourth and john podcast episode number 91 boys and girls i'm gonna get right into it because the biggest news of the week was solving one of the biggest question marks coming into the offseason for the philadelphia eagles they acquired running back jordan howard from the chicago bears for close to peanuts Pennies on the dollar, answering one of the biggest questions that the Philadelphia had. Philadelphia Eagles had one of the biggest needs going into the offseason, and that was running back. You'll remember last episode, I said that I would reserve judgment until I saw the final plan. Well, I am going to continue to reserve judgment on the Philadelphia Eagles running back position because I don't even think this is the final version of the running backs that we'll see come training camp and into the 2019 season. But I will say this. I will judge this. A little bit of a different reaction than I was expecting on the timeline and on Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio about the acquisition of a guy of that potential, of that caliber at 24 years old. Because there's people that either really love this move and love the player or sitting back and saying, well, he ain't that good. He's not that great. He's not that great of a fit for the Philadelphia Eagles. He tailed off last year. And to be honest with you, I don't understand that line of thinking. So first and foremost, I want to play a little devil's advocate here and kind of kind of explore both sides of the field here. Because the pros are he's 24 years old. He's a, he just got done with his third year in the league. This is just a young pup on the last year of his rookie deal. So whether or not this works out, you're not married to the guy. You gave up a 2020 sixth-round pick that can be, you know, converted into a fifth-round pick if certain incentives are reached. But nevertheless, a sixth-round pick for a guy of that caliber is nothing. How he pulled magic. He pulled another rabbit out of the hat to get this running back. This is a dude that has averaged 1,100 yards and 18, eight touchdowns his first three seasons. He ranks third in yardage, sixth in total touchdowns, behind Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. Now, this is guys that are putting up numbers. He's had nine touchdowns his last two seasons, which, by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles haven't had a nine-touchdown rushing touchdown running back since LaShawn McCoy in 2013. These are all positives to bring in a guy like that into the Philadelphia Eagles. What do we hear about the cons? What are some of the people saying about the cons? He's a product of a run-heavy offense with little or no talent at the quarterback position in Chicago until last year. Okay, I can see that. John Fox was a real run-heavy, kind of a kind of a prehistoric, archaic type of offense. And, you know, the, the talent at quarterback was severely lacking. So, of course, they're going to re- rely on the run game more. He's not fast, all right? He can be chased down by anybody. He can be chased down by a linebacker. Four, uh, 5.2 yards per carry his rookie year, 4.1 in 2017, down to 3.7 once Matt Nagy, was the Chicago Bears head coach. Now, granted, he runs not a, not a, the same system as Doug Peterson, but let's call it a similar system, kind of from the same same brand. Cloth. Yeah, he cut from the same cloth, kind of a chip off the same block. And he's not necessarily a pass catcher, which is of the utmost importance when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles offense. 
But I don't understand how you can take a look at those negatives, those small amount of negatives right there, and then say that this isn't a good value trade. This is pennies on the dollar, a six-round pick in 2020. And if it doesn't work out, so what? You let him walk next next year, uh, at the end of next year. He goes in the free agency, signs a contract. You probably get a comp pick worth more than what you gave up for him to begin with. Plus, it answers the question of what are we going to do at running back? Is he a bona fide RB number one? Well, if you take a look at the overall total yards over the last three seasons— Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. But if you if you rely on those expectations right there, if you're thinking that he will put up the same number in this Philadelphia Eagles offense, you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment because you know, Gale, it ain't going to happen. Bro, Doug Peterson barely remembers about the running backs that he has currently in the game. He abandons the run, and even when he's running, he's doing these RPOs, so he's calling run plays that Carson can check out of and, of course, check it to a pass. But... We don't need him to be that sort of volume running back, whether it be in carries or yards. We need him to fit that LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi role in the 2017 season when we won the Super Bowl. In 2017, Blunt, 766 yards, two touchdowns. Jay Ajayi, between his time split with the Eagles and the Dolphins, 873 yards and one touchdown. If Howard can bring you Let's split the difference. 800 yards and let's say six touchdowns. That's a win. I'm judging that as a win right here, right now. Again, reserving judgment because I don't think they're done at the running back position. Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I mean, last episode I talked about how he's probably working a trade and and. I put it on the TL. You can you can go search it. A guy that I was looking for, a committee type, was either Duke Johnson or Jordan Howard. I think for the the price that they gave up, you know, a sixth round, not this year, but next year, it could be a you know a conditional fifth, um, depending on I guess how many you know uh, on the, on the trade on, on how much action he gets. But um, or incentives, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great bargain, man. It's bargain. a great. Uh, this is a foundational piece. I'm not talking about your franchise guy. I'm talking a guy who can give you some production on first and second down, third down as a blocker. He's one of the, uh, one of the best blockers on third down. Uh, he runs inside zone. That's what we do here. Uh, a guy like Cody Whitehair, center in Chicago, was very talented. Uh, open up those holes. Guess what? He's got Jason Kelsey to open up those holes. Uh, he, he's a smart runner. Um, you know, can he get to the outside? You know, he's not the fastest guy, but what he can do is ground and pound, grind out those tough yards. Uh, you got your you got your goal line back right there. Yep. Uh, yeah. But it's a it's a great it's a great pickup. I mean, and, and and we're going into the draft. And how he's done a great job of putting pieces in place as we head into the draft. You know, like all all the all the talk of everyone saying, "Where's the running back? Where's the running back?" Well, we found out that Jordan Howard knew for over a month that he was going to be Eagle. It was just a matter of yeah, when. He's working on it. So how he was doing his homework while everyone else was sweating. And uh, you know, H- Howard even mentioned in his introductory press conference that pre-draft visits, he had met with Deuce Staley. So a lot of the times you'll see front offices grade a guy, he goes off to another team, whether or not he finds success, whatever. But they'll always keep an eye on a guy that they like coming out of college because they know based upon the system that they run and the schematic fit that, hey, if this guy ever becomes available based upon the grade that we have him. And I guarantee you when Deuce Staley was talking to that kid – Three years ago, they had a higher grade on him than what they gave up to the Chicago Bears to go get him. This could be a perfect fit. Let's not forget, Eagles do a running back by committee. We're not asking him to be the workhorse. You take a look, again, I'll reference that 2017 Super Bowl season. You have different running backs with different skill sets. And they rotate those running backs in and out based upon the way the defense is playing or weaknesses of the opposing defense. Someday it's going to be a Darren Sproles day. Who, by the way, they still might bring in. 
They still he's going to make his decision in May after the draft, but they still might bring him in. Some days it's going to be a Darren Sproles to read kind of day where you want a guy who can take it take it to the house, outburn them, get him around the edge. Speed, speed is going to kill this defense. Sometimes you need a Howard, a guy that's going to be that inside zone runner who's you're going to need two dudes to tackle him, head full of steam. Granted, he's not going to outrun a safety. He may not even outrun the linebacker. Run through a mother. Face. But he's going. He's going to break. He's going to break <laughs> off eight yards every time he touches the ball. Yeah, and and sometimes that's what you need. It's such an interesting thing to see the transition in Howie Roseman's draft philosophy, because I I've, I've heard him speak about the draft before, and what they do is they'll take a look at you know certain pick. Okay, first round, this number. What's our probability of hitting? On that pick. Second round, this number pick. What's our probability into the third round, fourth round, fifth round? If you notice what they're doing now that Carson Wentz's contract is looming, they're kind of trying to top load that draft. Meanwhile, they're trading fifth round picks for, for, for the Michael Bennett's of the world. Mm-hmm. They're trading sixth round picks for the Howards of the world. Basically, they're taking that fifth, uh, f- uh, fifth sixth, seventh round where your hit potential is dramatically smaller and trading it away for proven pro bowler talent. I mean, that's a genius move if you think about it. If you take a look at the first round, and that's where you're supposed to get your potential pro bowler right there. That's what you're expecting. You're expecting a starter, potential pro bowler, potential all pro. In the second round, you're expecting a starter, a serviceable starter. In the third round, you're expecting a... Potential star- starter. Potential starter, serviceable backup, special teams contributor. And same thing in the fourth round, your fifth, sixth, and seventh round, you're just trying to hit on something. Well, why are you taking those late round picks and throwing darts at the board when you can trade those for veteran talent, which, by the way, if they walk, you get, you're getting another late round comp pick anyway. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a genius move. Wouldn't you agree, Gail? I think it's, it's, a, different, it's a different day. You know, how we starting to look at the draft and, you know, thinking – you know, you know, back in the day, like it's gold bullion. Like these draft picks are, you know, they are special right now. But you know, we're, we're in a window period right now. You know, Carson contract is looming, so yes. he's finding the value in older guys. Like a guy who, you know, Deshaun Jackson, he might be older, but he is a elite vertical threat. So I mean, you know, looking at you just we're talking about you know first and second round, like him moving back last year and getting a second round this year. You know, they did their homework in, in thinking about the talent that's going to come out in this draft. Yeah. Uh, you know, Howie is uh, always a move ahead of the rest of the GMs. So I, I, I think it's, it's interesting. And, and, and it is a weird, weird's not the right word. It, it, it's an interesting place to take a look at where the Philadelphia Eagles are right now, where they were three years ago, and where they're going. Weird, to use the word weird means that it's by accident. And to the credit of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they've had the foresight to see this coming. Rewind to three years ago. Need a franchise quarterback. Got to have one. There's the league of the have and the have-nots. Either you got a quarterback or you don't. And if you got a quarterback, you got a shot. And if you don't got a quarterback, you do not have a shot. Well, what do you got to go up to get that franchise quarterback all the way at number two? You got to give up draft capital capital you got to give up assets so you go and you get your quarterback but you know you don't have a lot of draft picks to kind of fill that back end right so what do you do you go start signing veteran free agents maybe not at the end of their career but certainly in their twilight of the career the Patrick Robinsons the LeGarrette Blunts the Chris Long so on and so forth they kind of backfill that roster like you would with draft picks you go on and you win yourself a Super Bowl now, all of a sudden, you're in this transition period where you know that Carson Wentz contract is not only looming, but according to a lot of people, even at NBC Sports Philadelphia, that contract could come this offseason where Carson Wentz signs that large extension. Okay. So now, all of a sudden, what are you trying to do? You're trying to acquire picks, especially in the first four rounds, the, 400, the first 450, four, or, or I'm sorry, the first 150, 125 picks. Right, So now you're trying to acquire draft capital because you know a large slice of that salary cap pie is going to be dedicated towards Carson Wentz. So now you have the reverse thing. You needed the quarterback. You gave up a lot of draft capital. You brought in a lot of veteran free agents. Now all of a sudden you try to gain that 
draft capital back, not sign as many veteran free agents, but now you're trying to uh, backfill the roster with cheap, young, affordable, drafted, homegrown, homebred talent. So it's an interesting transition period as we think about the upcoming draft, where the Eagles were three years ago, where they are now, and where they will be three years from now. That's something that Howie Roseman will always have in his head. Hollywood Hearn, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing well for the fact that we're not living three years ago where we're trying, we're sitting around this table trying to convince ourselves that maybe Sammy Sleeves is our answer. Oh, God. Those, those are some dark days. Um, I'm still really hype about the Deshaun thing. I had, Rocking I, the I, new D Jack's uh, shirt from yeah, the 4th like of John shop. I like it. I had to go and get it. I was so excited myself. Um, the one thing that is just kind of um, confusing to me, I guess is, is the right term, is we, uh, we as in people on the timeline, all I've been seeing is how we, we need a running back. We need a running back. We need a running back. We were dying for a running back. A lot of people threw Jordan Howard out there as, as a proposition. And then there's so many people that come out. There's plenty of people in support of it, but there's also just a lot of people that, are, that were... Meh. Yeah, just Matt on it. And He's okay. Exactly. It just Weird. doesn't make any sense to me. That's something that we've been looking for this entire offseason. It's been like the main hole that we've needed to fill. And I am just really excited to be going into the draft where we really don't – we're really not in a spot where we have a particular need at, at any real position. We just really need to fill with the best player available. And that's what I think is the most a useful way to go into a draft, to just fill it with the best players you can get off the board. And if you you pair, you know, Jordan Howard with a a back in the you know late second, or if they move back right. in the fourth or third, you can find a running back in deeper rounds. Yeah, man, he's a perfect committee type. And I think if you want to bring out another player, there's the rumors about you know Duke Johnson. Right, you know, adding that you know back with the passing element, a pass catching element. And a Jordan Howard, that's a, that's a fantastic uh And And just committee. on paper, it just all looks like he fits our scheme so well. I don't know why everyone would be so opposed to him joining the team. I have no idea. I know Eagles. Uh, listen, I love my people. Yeah, They can be a fickle <laughs> bunch. They can be a fickle bunch. They can hard compl- to please. Hard to please. They can complain about yeah. something one day, and then when they get what they want, they don't like what they want. And, they, you know, sometimes I feel like Eagles fans just find a reason to complain. Listen— Again, the value of this, there's no commitment. It was a sixth-round pick. If he walks, you're going to get it back anyway. And I, again, I'm going to reserve judgment on the entire running back situation because I don't think that they're done. Getting back to Howie Roseman's draft philosophy, because while it might have... Why, why it might have changed since his first go-around as general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles... One thing has not changed, and I've heard him say this a couple times, and and it speaks to the point that you made, Evan. You use free agency to give you flexibility in the draft. So when you sign guys like Malik, when you you trade for guys like Jordan, when, when you bring guys like that in, are the Eagles going to draft a defensive tackle? Probably. But they don't need to right, right in the beginning. Are the Eagles going to draft a running back? God, I hope so. They should. But do they need to in the first three picks? Not necessarily. Because they have flexibility. It gets them away from pinning themselves in a position, which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, is the whole reason Howie Roseman lost his job to Chip Kelly to begin with. And that was that Marcus Smith disaster when they kept trading back, right? They needed a defensive end. They liked five to seven players all kind of graded out the same way. They kept moving back, moving back, moving back. You know, knowing that one of these guys were going to be there, acquiring more draft assets. How we got a little bit cute. And then all of a sudden, teams like the Green Bay Packers, who jump up to get HaHa Clinton Dix, teams like the New Orleans Saints, who jump up to uh, grab Cooks, all of a sudden, panic mode, all the guys that we thought were going to be there aren't there because teams now leapfrogged us as we're leapfrogging back. Now, all of a sudden, you're reaching for a position of need. You end up with Marcus Smith. Yeah. Uh, people who people had graded as a fourth to fifth round pick, but because yeah. you needed a defensive end that bad, you took the best available on your board, got away from your board. I, I highly doubt that they even had a first round grade. That's what, that was the single thing that cost Howie Roseman his job when it came to Chip Kelly, because Chip went to Jeffrey and said, "Look, look what he did." 
Look what he did. You can't trust this guy. Leave me in charge of personnel. And Jeffrey gave him full control. Gave him full control. Yeah, that pick was. I remember when that pick happened. It was like a, a gut punch. You know, yeah. as closely as I studied the draft, I was like, "How could you? This how how Panic. how was he anywhere on your radar? No, I, I, I thought Just he was a, like fourth round, a fourth rounder. So for him to get drafted, I was like, I, th- I actually thought Jordan uh, uh, Jordan um, Matthews was was a guy that they might draft in the first round. That that was what I was heard that Chip. Kelly wanted Jordan Matthews in the first. Howie said, no, we can get him in the second. Here's a group of players that we liked, and then started to get cute and trading back and, and, and kind of blew it. I know the Eagles were sniffing around Cody Lattimore and Jordan Matthews at those last couple weeks. I was like, man, they, they could be interested. Um, but it was just it was a gut punch, man. But when, when Jason Kelsey uh, at his parade speech is pounding the table that he came out a different Howie Roseman, this is part of the draft philosophy that he that he got. You... Use free agency to give you flexibility in the draft. Now, there, there are positions of need, Evan. I'll disagree no, with sure. you. That. There no, are no, positions of need. I'm not saying there's no But position. there's no dire ones where we have to, in the first round, get a that linebacker. Was, that was my point. A safety. A this. You have flexibility. That way you do take best player available in the draft. And we're going to get into a lot of draft talk with Gail. But before, before we do that, Gail, I want you to tell a little story. Because after we went off the air... Uh, last time we were here, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you told us a little story that that had us rolling on the floor that I that I wish happened to, on air. So <laughs> so I want to do it now. So boys and girls, gather around the campfire because Uncle Gale's going to tell you about the time that he snuck into the NFL draft and almost got himself kicked out. Yeah, so this this draft love is kind of real. Uh, but if you know me, I got a lot of stories. They're most random stories. But as a 17-year-old kid, one of my boys was like, yo, we got to go to the draft. My favorite running back at the time was Marshall Falk. I'm like, I got to meet Marshall Falk. So we stayed in the hotel that the NFL draft was actually at. So the night before, there was like a, like a, a, a team family uh, dinner gathering. Uh, and it was all on the, the draft floor area so we're, we're, we're like sc- scouring the elevators trying to get autographs meet players i met trent dilford hugh Schuler. Uh, he, he gave me a, a bible verse aaron glenn um i finally uh met marshall falk got his autograph i was like i was like you know little little gale in draft heaven beside heaven. myself yeah so my boy was like he was, he was a crazy dude he's like yo they're having this dinner thing and, and that right on the floor over here, we we got to get in there. So we're we're trying to figure out how do we get in there? Like how do we get back there? We see these waiters going back and forth through a side door, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, man, let's go, let's let's see if we can get some jackets or something like this. those white jackets." <laughs> so my boy, he's like, "Grab a jacket." So we grab a jacket. We're walking through the kitchen, then we get on the floor, and we're like, you know, the angels, the that that sound. You're like, oh. You know, we're on the draft floor. You see the helmets with the phones, and you're like, you're like, oh my god, like we're here. Uh, and my boy's like, yo, man, keep your composure, man, keep your. And then all of a sudden, the security, boom, they grab us, and we're like, hey, and you know, we're these two draft dorks, <laughs> and they're like running us out through the kitchen, and we're, we're thinking we're gonna get, you know, maybe we're gonna get arrested or what, what's going on. And the most random thing happens. We bump into Chris Berman. And Paul Tagliabue, who was at the time the, you know, he was the Roger Godel. Back, 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 back. <laughs> so he's like, and they're dr- they're kind of drunk. <laughs> so Paul Tagliabue and Chris Berman are lit. He's, yeah. So Chris Berman's like, hey, hey, what's going on over here? Hey, and we're like, Berman, Berman, because and the security guys are still holding us. They got you in like a headlock. They got like, you by the scruff of your they neck. Got our, like, they got our jackets. Like they're holding on to us and like usher us and ushering us out. So then. Uh, we're like, Chris Berman, Chris Berman. He's like, hey, what's going on over here? Hey, hey. And then all of a sudden, uh, the security guard's like, oh, these guys tried to sneak, sneak into the draft. Uh, we're just trying to get him out of here. And so Paul, Tag- T- Paul Tagliabue was like, oh, man, you know, hey, you, you got a G on your hat. Yeah, I mean, the G was on there for, for Gail. But it, he's <laughs> like, oh, it's, you went to Georgetown? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I went to Georgetown. Like, Wait, oh. so, so you lied. Yeah, so, I lied. So you lied. All right, he's okay. like, you went to Georgetown. Oh, he's a good kid. You gotta, you let these guys go. So the security guards let us go. We sit there and talk with uh, Paul Tagliabue. Got his autograph and Chris Berman. We're sitting there chatting with him for like the next 15 minutes. But they were super cool. 
And uh, thank, thank you, Chris Berman. So wow, that so wait a minute, did they escort you out after that? Or? No, they just let us go and they let us hang out with Chris Berman and Paul Tagliabue. Did you get to keep the jackets? <laughs> we, had to, we had to give the jackets back. <laughs> so that was the time that Gail snuck into the draft. And I met Marshall Falk. Mar- met you Marshall did get Falk. To meet Marshall. Got a photo with him, too. Wow. This is pre-cell phone era. Did your hair look uneven and dusty? The hair is uneven. I have. I have. I have. <laughs> That's amazing. I, yeah. I, I went up to the draft a couple times to, to cover it for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. You know, do, do a couple of the typical, like, E-Rock fan segments and stuff like that. And the one thing that I remember being at the draft, I'm on the draft floor. And I told you before we went to the Hall of Fame, like, total Hall of Fame nerd. Yeah. As far as, so, so you see all these people and they're just, they're swarming the draft picks. You know what I mean? They're, 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 everybody with a football or a hat, can he sign this? Kids coming up to buy. By the way, the one thing that stood out to me, J.J. Watt stood there and signed for everybody, first of all. J.J. Watt wasn't this nice of a guy just, just recently. I yeah. mean, he, he, that's the one thing that stuck out to me right away when he was drafted, like doing his tour of Radio Row. He specifically took time out to sign everybody's autograph. He seems like a good yeah, dude. Yeah, a, a totally solid dude. You can see that right up front. But the national anthem's going on, and I look, I look to my left, and there's this old man, just short, old, old man. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, where do I know this guy from? I know him from something. And nobody's paying him any mind. He's got one of the lanyards on. And the stars, the Star Spangled Banner's going, so like there's lights going off. I really can't, really can't make out who it is, but he's standing next to me. And then as as the national anthem's going over, I I look down and this is a guy that nobody's paying any mind to. Look at this dude. It's Jim Taylor, and I'm like, I am standing next to Vince Lombardi's fullback right now. I'm standing, and nobody knows who he is. Yeah, he's just this old man minding his own business, and I'm like. I, I listen. I don't want to be that guy. I know I'm supposed to act like a professional on the draft floor, but this is Jim Taylor. You know, I got I got to get a picture with this guy or something. And I turned and waited till the national anthem was over. I looked over and he was gone. Oh. I missed my opportunity. Everybody wanted to go swarm Rich Eisen or or, or Marshall Falk again right. or all the. All the he Gruden. got to hold the first Lombardi, man. <clears throat> I don't even think they had the Lombardi Trophy back oh, then. Whatever, whatever it was. Well, I, 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 I think when you won the Super Bowl back then, you got a pat on the back. That's like, all they gave you? They didn't even have a trophy made? Dude, go Google the attending audience of the first Super Bowl. There was, like, nobody there. It was like an AAF game. Thank God it didn't fold. Oh, trust me. We're going we're gonna to get into that one. But, Gail, let's get, let's get into the draft talk. Let's talk about, you know, draft needs. I know you ran through, uh, not your own, but one of those, like, machine-generated seven-pick. Yeah, the Draft league. Network. Shout-out to those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing a phenomenal job over there with their, their mock draft machine. But, um yeah, I mean, going into this first round, I think the Eagles have done a phenomenal job setting themselves up where they don't have to reach. You're talking about, you know, when you're hungry, going into the supermarket and you haven't eaten yet, that's the problem. I mean, they have now got pieces in place where they don't have to reach. You talk about Malik Jackson. You got a player to play alongside Fletcher Cox. You got Deshaun Jackson, your vertical threat. Uh, Jordan Howard, you got your foundational piece that can run the rock on first and second down. You got that third safety in, in uh, Andrew Sadejo. So, I mean, there's possible players that we can uh, pick in the first round where we're not, like, you know, reaching. Um, but I, I think, you know, everybody wants, you know, in a historic draft, you want to get defensive talent mm-hmm. on the defensive line. And, you know, there, there's there's players up there like Ed Oliver, a guy who's got a, a visit with the Eagles. But he, he's um, a player that was talked about being in, like, the top five. But he, he's, you know, he, he's not as heavy as expected. He's playing in the 280s. Uh, he was playing out of position at Houston. Um, but he's an explosive talent. He's the type of guy that the Eagles, if he's in range, they could move up. Right. There's not too many players that I think the Eagles will move up. Uh, another guy, a defensive tackle, Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. Another guy, a versatile piece across the front. Uh, can play that three-tech. We're talking about guys that can play next to Fletcher Cox. You can groom them. You don't have to start them. you got Malik Jackson in place. But then you get cheaper with those kind of guys. Um, I mean, if you, you had those guys in, in, the, in the lineup, I'd be super hyped. So let me ask you this, Gail. So – 
I think everybody, I mean, all the other teams in the NFL are probably on the same page and thinking that this is a really historic defensive line draft. So, mm-hmm. so being that we've got the 25th pick, do you think that it's possible that, I mean, a lot of those guys are going to be off the board. So do you see them going potentially in a different direction than defensive line in the first round? Oh. And like what other positions could we be looking at where that is not as deep as the defensive line, but is deep? Some of those talented players are going to get pushed back because there's so many defensive linemen. Exactly. Right? Well, you're you're hoping that wide receivers, like the only only way that these guys get pushed back, well, not not Ed Oliver, but like a Christian Wilkins, mm-hmm. if a couple QBs go earlier than expected, a couple wide receivers go earlier than expected, then a talent like this drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we get to that situation, we're hoping that some offensive line interior guys uh, could fall. There, there's a guy, Garrett Bradbury, at North Carolina State. Uh, talking, to, he's being talked as like one of the next Jason Kelseys. Wow. But he has okay. that. He's got that guard center versatility. You're talking about Isaac Sumalo your starting left guard. Right. Brandon Books coming off the Achilles. When is he going to be ready? So you're talking about a guy that you could groom along. Uh, he's played up against some of the top defensive uh, uh, defensive um, tackles in, in the draft. So he's shown that he can be. He can win. Uh, so I, there's another guy, um, Chris Lindstrom, out of Boston College, uh, that you know is being talked about. He, another guy has a visit with the, the Eagles as well. Um, but you know, interior offensive lineman isn't sexy. Is is there anyone that you've seen particular that you see a lot of the national media, a lot of teams hyping up that you just don't see it? Like you think that they're going to be a kind of they're kind of an overrated player. How's they're being viewed by the rest? Well, of I mean, the the, the, corner, the cornerback position. A lot of a lot of draft analysts out there. All I mean, there's there's a ton of them. They keep mocking cornerbacks to us in the first round. Yeah, Keanu's getting angry. I mean, it's. I mean, a lot of people are getting angry. Come, like, come on, like you know, we have a lot of guys in place that could, you know, start. I think there's there might be a deve- de- developmental cornerback in the mid rounds that they might look at, um, but you know, drafting a cornerback, you know, I, I think it's, I think that we'd be doing ourselves a disservice with the talent that should be on the board. So the uh, the generated seven seven round mock. Do you have that handy? Because I always find this curious because people will post them on the timeline and they'll be like, I like it, I don't like it, and I have no idea who these people yeah. are. We're like, hey, that's the. If it's got the Gale people, seal of approval. Yeah. The, my, my favorite tweet this time of year is that's a Gale question. Because yeah. I, I what do you think about this position? What do you think about this play? That's a Gale question right there. I have no, I have yeah. no idea. I mean, before we go into that real quick, I'll just go off a couple guys that could be in the area in the first round. Uh, Andre Dillard, if he slips, uh, offensive tackle. Uh, you could just groom him along the way. Uh, Cody, Cody Ford, another guy, a guard, tackle versatility. Um, Brian Burns, a, a bendy defensive end from Florida State University. He's got great counter moves. I'd love to see him. Um, let's see, Cleveland Farrell, another defensive end from Clemson. Um, Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. A big uh, Jerry Tillery fan. Yeah. Yeah. He tested well. Um <laughs> You know, the, He's been it, talking about it, it for like Atlantic, five seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> the analytics people might like him, and the Eagles are analytics heavy. Um, the other guy, Jeffrey Simmons, old tackle out of Ole Miss. I mean, defensive tackle out of Ole Miss. He got hurt towards ACL. He would have been the guy. Um, but now going into this uh, mock draft, you know, you never know what you're going to get. So I, I, you know, I did two just in case. Okay, well, so you in case one sucked, you got it back. Oh, no, just to see. Okay, just to see the differences. Yeah, see the difference what pops up. Okay. Um, so you're gonna give it to us and tell us which one you like better? Oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give the one that you probably will all like. Okay. I mean, it was, it was a perfect, perfect setting for us. Oh uh, really? Okay, so this one's good. Because guess who's on the board at number twenty-five? Who's that? Christian Wilkins oh, out of Clemson, the guy that I've been talking about. I like about. that guy. That guy. I like We're him. talking about elite character. Uh, you know, he's been a captain two years in a row. Uh, I mean, he'd be an amazing piece of the puzzle in the first round. Like, I'd be, I'd be crying tears because I'd be excited because we got the guy that we want. Second round. Second round. Are you ready for this? I am super ready. Eagles Nation, are you ready for this? Josh Jacobs falls to the second round. Really? I, was, I, I know was, who that is. I was supposed, Alabama running back. We've yeah. all been talking. I was surprised. Yeah. I was. I was really. It was. It was actually uh, the fifty third pick in the second round. If he fo- fell that far, you why know, would he though? 
Hey, according to this 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 mock draft that I did, he, these are scientific he, results. Hey, <laughs> you see that? There he goes. Okay, there he was okay. there. He was All there. Right. Uh, you know, obviously, I I'd rather take uh, a pick later on, but with that kind of value, he was there. Uh, Fifty-seven pick Darnell Savage out of Maryland. You know, he's a, he's a savage. What, is that a perfect name or what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude's rocking four three speed. Uh, he's a closer. Uh, you're not a poor tackler if your last name's Savage. Yeah, I mean this guy. You know he's a guy. It is if your name first name's Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a perfect guy to groom along with our our safeties. Our safeties are getting older, but um, I think it's great great value right there. Uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. out of Nebraska, a nuanced route runner. We're talking about look if you look at the Stanley Morgan, Stanley Morgan Jr. out of Nebraska. So, I mean, he's a good route runner. Isn't that a company? Yeah. <laughs> is that a law firm yeah. or a financial firm? Yeah. So, I mean, you think about the guys on the back of our wide receiver roster. I mean, there's not – I mean, where is Mac Collins right now? We don't even know if he's alive. This is we talk about Mac like that. Bro. Yo, this is turning into like a Key and Peele, like East-West Shrine game, like name. name you know. what, was the, what was the one I sent you? The uh, Lil Jordan. Yeah. Lil what? Jordan. There's Lil this Jordan guy named Lil Jordan. Isn't yeah. there a defensive hey, back in, uh, in LSU named like Greedy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Greedy Williams. Williams. He's good too. Is yeah. he? Yeah, Lil, Lil Jordan. Apparently, he was uh, his brother wanted him to be named after Michael Jordan, and his mom didn't want to name him Michael, so she named him Lil Jordan. That's his first name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this next guy. Okay, Chuma Adoga out of USC. Uh, you know, isn't tight. <laughs> We had we had to get a tackle um, in this draft, and you know the hundred the hundred and thirty eighth selection. We got a tackle to uh, groom. Uh, you know uh, he, he's had some off field issues. Uh, you know some red flags. The next guy, David Sills. We have this West Virginia connection. Okay. Another wide receiver. He was one of the first uh, guys to get offered a court uh, a, a scholarship <laughs> at like age thirteen from USC. Really. Turned his wow. game into like he became a he was a quarterback, but then when he got to West Virginia, he ended up becoming a wide receiver. Okay. Decided to leave West Virginia uh, and, and try to be a quarterback again, but that didn't work. So he came back and played receiver. Um, he's a pretty uh, crafty wide receiver. Um, so I mean, he's a vertical threat, and uh, he's, he's a uh, great in the end zone. So. So is this like an Antoine Randall-Ells yeah, I was going to say, I love a wide receiver that can throw. That's... Well, Antoine Randall-Ells is not white. So. But, uh, His name was David Sills. But listen, I don't <laughs> even know these guys, so it's, yeah. a bit, like, it's, it's a shot in the dark here. A good story on the kid. I mean, the kid's, I mean, you know, to make it. Julian Edelman? Julian Edelman was a former yeah. reporter. Okay, all right. So he, he, he knows the routes. He knows the routes. Right. Uh, but uh, the, the last pick, uh, I had Jace, uh, James Williams out of Washington State, one of the most normal names on this list <laughs> dynamic pass pass catcher out of this draft he's, he's got a ton of uh so if he's such a dynamic pass catcher why is he dropping all the way to seventh well i mean i mean know, it's obviously not washington deep state that way. Yeah. playing in the pack you know but he, but he's, he's he's a great talent okay i mean a lot of these guys have like really great stories some of the some of the guys that you i i, I pick is because of their backstories i mean the guy like james williams dude was like homeless you know they have like these really interesting stories where yeah. You know, like you know, like the guy Christian Wilkins. He wears forty two because his dad, his grandfather was killed by police um, wrongfully, um, and his his he was I guess his, was born in nineteen forty two. Okay, that's why he wears number forty two. And, and he said, if I go to Clemson, you're going to give me that number. That's the number I need. Um, so I wow. mean, you're talking about players that would drive. You know, that yeah. who come from rough backgrounds. Who you know, and then who could fit perfectly in this locker room. That's one of the things that you always see, like, at the end of a draft, you always take a look at, you know, who they selected, and it's always, like, team captains, Mm -hmm. guys with success stories, guys who kept their nose clean, team leaders, guys... We're obviously not talking about the Cowboys right now, right? We're not talking about the Cowboys. No, we're not talking about Randy Gregory, who they signed to an extent. Thank you, Jerry (laughs) Jones. I I don't know what the hell you're thinking on that one. But it's always, like, you know, team leaders, good locker room guys, team captains, because they know what it takes to fit into the Philadelphia Eagles type of locker room. You got another one? I got another one. You got another one. Fire away. Uh, Cleveland Farrell. In this, in this, in this draft, he, he fell. Uh, you know, he's good value. A lot of ha- people have him going higher uh, in the draft. Again, I get to the 53rd selection. I go back with Darnell Savage. Uh, again, we're talking about in the second round of this draft, there's going to be a ton of safeties. 
I mean, this is it's like picking the litter. There's, there could be like six six safeties that go in the second round. Um, third uh, selection in the second round, I went with Debo Samuel. That's a great De- Debo. Debo, <laughs> I like, solid one. I like, I like that. this guy. I, I, like I this can get guy behind already. Debo. You know, we, we, nice bike. You know, he, <laughs> this dude is tough, man. He, he, Where's he play? Wide receiver. Uh, he can play slot. Um, can run the rock. Kick returner. Had some injuries. How's but the I, speed? I, but I, he's, he's he's decent speed. Hesitated. Four fives. There. Hesitated. Four fives. Mm-hmm. But he's 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 a, he's a ball player. Like okay. he, he's got a versatile skill set. Um, a, a perfect perfect uh, player. Um, Devin Singletary, a guy that you know. I know you like back. him. Yeah. One, one like twenty. One twenty seven in the in the fourth round. I, I this this draft. I kind of waited for the running back. Okay. Versus picking a running back early, but Devin Singletary, a guy with uh, Lashawn McCoy traits, um, uh, he's not the fastest guy. Didn't test well, but he's got elite footwork. Um, can set up the second level defenders. Uh, pretty talented. I went double picks with running backs. Really? You oh, you running back, running for back? you for you Eagle fans that want running backs, eh? 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 Volume, volume, volume. Rodney, volume, volume. Rodney Anderson, a guy who could be one of the top running backs, but he dealt with a lot of injuries, ACL, broken leg. Uh, tough, tough, tough break for him, pun intended. Um, but I, <laughs> I, thought, with, I thought my jokes were bad today. <laughs> Terrell Hanks out of New Mexico State, another uh, – com- I've been talking about those converted safety yeah, linebacker yeah, yeah, types. Yeah. Um, you know, I went with uh, Ryan Pope out of San Diego State. With the uh, 197 pick, and that wraps up my uh, two drafts from uh, the Draft Network. Shout out to you guys who have been doing a phenomenal job with your site. Uh, those those mock draft machines are pretty fun. Yeah, a lot of people have been having fun with them. It's just a shame. Like I'd be picking the all name draft. I I wouldn't even be picking like, guys that are supposed <laughs> to be in that like round. these mock drafts are like the fans are completely nuts. Like when I when I used to write. Uh, for Roto World, yep. specifically for the draft, I had uh, Teddy Bridgewater going to the Minnesota Vikings. From all my studying, following you know the pro days and the visits, I was like, the Vikings are going to pick Teddy Bridgewater. I had death threats. I had hate mail. Just sent him because they put your email on, underneath your articles when you put out a mock draft. Okay. They, I was getting death. It was, they, they're like, no way is uh, Teddy Bridgewater going to the Vikings. You don't know Jack. Blah, blah, blah. So then when they moved up to the end of the first round to in the back end of the first round of the draft. Did you talk your, th- did you talk your game or what? Oh, wow. oh, do, who, who, who emailed all these people that emailed me? You? I did. <laughs> <laughs> there was about 50 emails back to people like, who? What, what were you saying about Teddy Bridgewater yeah. not going to the Vikings? I do, let's I, also remind the people that this is the man that predicted Dallas Goddard wearing Eagles green as well. That is true. That, Fletch, that, that's Fletcher why, Cox as well. There's, a, there's, Cox, there's a couple of them. When I went up to the draft, I, I interviewed Gail, and he was like, oh, yeah, Fletcher Cox, definitely, definitely. But I, I do notice this. Like, draft Twitter is, is a funny thing because, man, you guys go, like— at each other, oh. and Teeth you don't and know. Nail, man. Yeah, you don't know Jack and this guy. Like I I've just never stand seen back here people. Like this. That's why I don't get into it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I don't want to even know. Like yeah. so, so, sometimes, you know, it, 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 like take the draft that was in Philadelphia. Like I don't know much about these guys, but I'll hear different things from the. And all I'm doing is kind of soaking in what other people are telling me. So you know, when uh, when they didn't take Reuben Foster, I was disappointed, and when they took Derek Barnett, I was. You know, I kind of look to the left and the right to me and, 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 and see. Trying to gauge a reaction. Trying to gauge a reaction. And the reaction wasn't good. So my reaction wasn't who, who's good. Talk, then, who's talking off the ledge in the parking lot? You were. Yeah. You were. That, that, that's why my favorite <laughs> tweet this time of year is that is a Gale question. Because <laughs> I don't even like to get in. Dude, draft Twitter is like nails out. They're animals. Yeah. I, I just think like for Eagle fans out there who don't really know about all the prospects and, you know, like don't get fixated on a pick because that's not how it is in the real like. When when it comes time to picking a player, right. you're at the mercy of the board, right. and like if you're infatuated with having a running back and Josh Jacobs, if you don't know the the seven other running backs that are coming behind them, you don't even know their game or anything about them. Right. You haven't done your homework. Don't don't fall in love with a player unless you're Gale because you can read the future and see who they're going to pick. <laughs> Gale, but, Strad- <laughs> Gale Stradamus. Yeah, like, like, that's a t-shirt. Mu- <laughs> that's a t-shirt. Put on a t-shirt. <laughs> and as much as like Josh Jacobs in the first round. Would I be? Would I hate it? No, I would love it. I would love it. Even after getting Jordan Howard, you would love drafting a running back in the I'm first just, round. I'm just saying, like questionable. I will. I, I'm. 
I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do I it. You. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But if we got a player of that caliber, another guy, another player who's homeless, who lived in the car with his dad, uh, a guy who wasn't a, a, a top rated recruit, mm-hmm. worked his way from being guy you know, knows a, how to work hard, a yeah. three a three star prospect who's now could be the first running back drafted over all these other five pros, five star prospects. Talks about the kind of fight and all all the scouts yeah. love Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's a guy that you, if you implemented in, in our offense, you get a, a passing threat. Uh, this dude will run somebody over. Uh, a three, da- a three down, prospect, dude. a three down back. Love with the prospect. A three down back. That I got in the second round. <laughs> that you got in the second round, yeah, according see? to your thing. Well, you're going to have the opportunity to see if Gail Stradamus and his predictions come correct because guess who's going to be at the Eagles draft party? Hopefully you were lucky enough to score yourself some tickets. They came available today at noon. Uh, they sold out probably within 20, 30 minutes completely. But the 4th and John crew will be hanging out at the uh, draft Eagles draft party at Lincoln Financial Field, so keep an eye out for us there. Did you see the draft hats? Uh, I had come. Everyone seemed to be thinking the same thing. That was oof. the first thing that came to mind. It, it looks like Ed Hardy designed it. I'm not, it's got, it's it, got it, that vibe to it. Like, first of all, I don't mind it on the brim. I don't mind it on the brim, but why that? It's just ugly, man. It, 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 it does look like Ed Hardy or, or uh, what was the other brand? God, I owned a couple of those shirts. Like, Affliction was what you Affliction. Yeah. I had Come on, I, no, bro. dude, Come dude. On. When Affliction first came out, remember I was doing MMA. So <laughs> when Affliction first came out, bro, I had like a couple of those shirts. I wore them a, to- uh, uh, a couple times before I looked in the mirror and realized I looked like a total douche bucket. So I was like, yeah, we're gonna put those. Put uh, some paint on you. Yeah, that was a bad look. Smelling like Axe body. Well, I mean, but, but it's it's like <laughs> what? What would you say? Smelling like, like Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he does wear X body spray. This guy, come on, yeah. Dude, you got you got me pinned, bro. You got a hair gel and affliction shirt, probably some sort of thick silver. Ch- oh God, what a that, no! Yeah, that, frosted tips was like early two thousands, dude. That yeah, was that, like, that, that was in high school. That hat was bad, and that kind of makes me feel like I could have a job designing hats because those hats are. But like I was going, I was I was going, I was talking to Tutvid about it. He's he's a, he's a YouTuber who does like um, Photoshop tutorials and stuff like that. And what 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 it is is like the the seal or the text underneath the seal of of, of Philadelphia or something like that. But why wouldn't they go with look? If you don't want to do the stereotypical Liberty Bell thing or the Philadelphia skyline, I don't know. Give me give I me some historic. Yeah, well, give me some historic. Put "We the People" on it in that in that uh, Declaration of Independence font or something like that. Don't give me Ed Hardy. One of the bridges, maybe. One of the it's something gritty. Gritty. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe Bryce Harper's face the on there or something. <laughs> Dude, it's a horrible hat. They got it. They haven't had a good draft hat in a couple of years. I don't think they had a draft. Nice draft hat and. A decade. I usually get it regardless because I could be like, oh, that was from that draft. I'm the, there's no way I'm getting that hat. Although I might show up to the draft party rocking an Affliction shirt. You'll probably get <laughs> 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 it. What's up, guys? It's some skinny jeans. <laughs> Looking like PC print. So, but, <laughs> so what, did that, what, did the print, what did the print mean on the, the hat, though? I don't know. It says Philadelphia. Magneto or something? Mag- uh, yeah. I, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. It's it's terrible. Hey, listen. Vegas came out with the over-under odds. <laughs> transitioning away from the draft hat. Uh, the e- uh, Vegas came out with the over-under for the Eagles wins at nine and a half. What that's telling me uh, from Vegas is that they think this is either a like borderline playoff team or a play. Nine wins might get you into the playoffs. In this like, division. Well, you know, the yeah, maybe in the NFC, but ten wins should get you into into the playoffs. So let me let me go around the table here. Gail, over under nine and a half. God, me pick nine and a half? Come here, bro. Over. Over? Over across the board. Over. I think it should be, man. Over. Gotta say with a over. Philly accent. Over. Over. <laughs> over. I think it's over too. I, I think it's over, too. So before we get on out of here, let's take it to the uh, Twitter questions. We got our intern, who, by the way, just turned 21, right? Yes, Congra- thank you. Con- congratulations. We, we saw you, uh, you on the Instagram getting lit in Atlantic City. Yes. What was What was with the outfit? Were you going for, like, a Princess Jasmine look there? Like, what, I, what was going on there? So actually, originally, I bought a typical sequin dress, hated it, yeah. last minute, ordered something off Amazon. That's what came in. So, so you just, you just took we the Amazon with. one and, yeah. and then took it and roll. What's your Instagrams? Just so the creepers can look at your, uh, your outfit. <laughs> at my Jasmine pants. Uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> at 
at Jordan underscore Arard Coupe. I show you the world. <laughs> Oh. All right, so let's hit it with the Twitter questions. What do you got for us? All right, let's see. So first off, we have... Am I good? There you go. Uh, we have at Thugfruit asking us... <laughs> yeah, this thank you, Thugfruit. better than the draft name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the Eagles move up in the draft, what position will it be for? That's a Gale question. question. <laughs> uh, we're, going, we're going defensive tackle. Uh, like I said, Ed Oliver, maybe a Christian Wilkins. Perhaps maybe, a, you know, Andre a Dillard. If a, or Cody Ford if those guys are in range. But technically, I think uh, you kind of want to stay in, stay in position. But if if one of those players, at, like Ed Oliver, slips close, you might want to make that call. Do you think there's a possibility? Like, what's the possibility of them moving back? I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love them to move back probably in that, that's, that second uh, pick in the second. Mm-hmm. You can move back. You maybe collect a player, you know, when they did. Got Timmy Jerner again from right. moving back. That, that's that's you can get some great running backs in the third round too, and then pick up a player from moving back. You know, it's only a couple picks uh, back into the third from the fifty seventh pick. All right, what else you got? Um, do at Duke of Camden asks if a uh, linebacker is our biggest need in the draft, and we talked a lot about defensive end. <laughs> that's a Gale question. That is a Gale question. Gale question. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. There's not. There's there's Devin White, Devin Bush. Those guys. Devin Bush could be around that range. Probably go earlier. But I think uh, it's it's not really the best draft for linebackers. There's some day three guys. Uh, again, I, I I listed one in my mock draft. But I think, you know, we're rocking thir- three safeties sixty percent of the time. You know that that's could be the new move for us. So, you know this, you know everyone's claiming around for a linebacker. I just you know, you can find a, a guy. Not a deep linebacker draft. Or a veteran linebacker, yeah. you can find a guy. Like I'm saying, like if they move back and they want to get some other pros, uh, players by moving back in the draft, you, you can pick up another guy that way. So. Along those lines, at Scratch66 asks, will the Eagles trade up in front of Raiders to take Jacobs? That, that is, is a, a Gale, Gale question. question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's, it's, not, it's not worth, you know... <laughs> Trading up when you have uh, the mid rounds is the sweet spot for running backs. You know, from the back of the second to the third round, there's going to be a lot of quality running backs. So we're not doing that. Okay. And at W asked, this is also a Gale question. Um, do you think they can draft for a uh, best player available, or is there still a need on the roster that they haven't really addressed? Hey, Evan, knock, knock. Uh, who's there? It's a Gale question. Gale, uh, it's it's definitely best for you. It's def- definitely <laughs> best player available. Uh, you definitely gotta, you know, work to work the draft here. You know, we're not we're not needy. We're not we're we're not we're not poor out here. We're we're we've done our we've done our due diligence. We we have you know, Howie's done a great job this off season. Um, and at Chicken Alfredo got into a little <laughs> Twitter <laughs> argument. Oh, Twitter beef <laughs> on the TL. Oh, um, really? Yeah, there they, was got, li- they got in a Twitter argument underneath the questions. Yes, there tweet. was a little a little Twitter beef about okay. the draft. Okay. Um, Chicken Alfredo said, "Please tell me that we don't trade for Duke Johnson." That's Gale a Gale question. question. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like the people that are upset about Duke Johnson. I don't understand. Like, where, where, why are you why are you mad, bro? Like, this guy has caught two hundred thirty five balls in the last four years. Like. He offers you a player that's going to give you, you know, a passing down threat. I mean, this Duke Johnson. If you like, you already you gave a six round pick next year for Jordan Howard. If you get a Duke Johnson and gave up a fifth round pick, you're paying what, maybe five mil, and to have those two back <laughs> in your system, haters, bro, a lot of haters. And last but not least, where did this tweet go? Um, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this, it's not going to be a Gale question. Oh, it's not a Gale it's question? It's not a Gale question. Oh, I see them getting I, I know. I see them. Then. They are dancing in the background. We're, we're, not, we're now pre, pre-doing our moves. Yes. Pre, you know I was thinking, I mean? I was Pre-meditating like, our moves. Can I find a Gale question in <laughs> okay. here? But last but not least, we have Stephen Michael Pugga asking. <laughs> Puga. Puga. No Puga. Put some respect on that man's name. Puga. You have not met the Puga yet, have you? No, no I've Puga. never met Puga. Puga. 
Puga? Puga? Puga is a, Puga's Puga. a fan favorite. Uh, okay. He, he's he's very well received amongst the lady fans. Yes. Okay. Speaking Wait, of right. you meet the, hey, the, the Puga. Speaking of the draft, the he, he ran the uh, social media he down did. last he's year. Down he in the, did. He's a Texas man. Oh. I was trying to talk him and Diddy into going up to Tennessee to do it again. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that's gonna work. Puga. Puga. Appreciate All you, right. Puga. Love you, Puga. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Puga. Um, <laughs> he would like to know when his Deshaun Jackson 4th and John t-shirt is coming in. Tell him I'm wearing it. Yeah. He's got to <laughs> yeah. come get it off yeah. me. Her by and the, stole it from you. Yo, by the way, that uh, that $13 t-shirt sale like was a hit. We sold a ton of units off that. I just got an email today that they're doing it again this weekend. Oh. So by the time you hear this, you know, put a little money aside because the t-shirts, once again, are thirteen dollars? We got some new designs up. I don't want to spill the beans yet because I'm I'm putting the final touches on my Twitter and header. Some nice Bryce ones the, as well. Some nice Bryce ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. was repping that this weekend. Yeah. Who? Catch me on the, the, guy, the guy Instagram. Play, the guy playing right now. The guy playing right now. All right. So before we get on out of here, now normally we have Piccolo do the intro. He's working on the new intro for this year. He gave us the beat to come into the show this year, the the quick beat. But we want to go out with something. And just Gail, as the as the resident draft and swag coordinator hip-hop for the Fourth and John, the hip hop aficionado, and all things that are you know hip hop, I, I want you to listen to this particular track mm. by one running back who a lot of the Eagles fans wanted by the name of Le'Veon Bell. Mm. He recently put out a track. I want you to kind of react to to this right here. No, we not breaking no rules. I got a stone on you fools. I'm working, don't need no tools. They wanna do what I do. Money is making me broke. He's bumping. And he's not signing me back, but they gotta pay for it too. I gotta stay on the move. I gotta stick it in move. I'm only gonna be the truth. My diamonds fresh out the pool. I know that my bed is bone. You wanna do what I do? Oh, God. They don't want you at the table. They gonna put you through. They gonna work you and work you and underpay you. I told them come out, he's just like a navel. Audi just like a navel. Audi just Audi like a navel. Like is it bad that I've I, that I've sort of like grown an affection towards mumble rap? Is is this yes. like am I am I am I like getting out of my old? Your Ed Hardy is waiting for you. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, I'm that guy. Yo, I'm definitely getting that draft hat, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, sick I don't, hat, bro. I, yo, I don't know what uh, he, he, his rap game does not match his play on the field. Yeah, yeah, that, it, it, that is a red flag. His rap game is a red flag. The rap game is a red flag. Yeah. That, that, well, I'm, I'm I'm glad we avoided that, yeah. and I can't <laughs> wait for Piccolo to uh, to to drop the yeah, new man. intro, man. That's gonna that's gonna be great. Uh, Pugga, love you, buddy. Yes. All right. Remember the t-shirts go on sale this weekend. Thirteen dollar t-shirts. Make sure you take advantage of that. Rate, review, and re- uh, subscribe. Yes, people please, out there. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth and John, and on Facebook at Fourth and John. And until next time, boys and girls, we will see you in a couple weeks. E A G L E S Eagles. Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Volume, 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 volume. Poor donkey. Dang, that's kind of dope. The legend! Hallelujah! Go Bears! Good observation. At that number 10, Jerry's pretty high. What you think? Hey, tell me how good this feels right now. Tell me how good this feels. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.